Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products, working with high-growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is And Hype. Transform product ideas into business reality. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. This is the second anniversary of End Hype. Over 100 episodes put out on product businesses, interviews with amazing entrepreneurs, breaking down little obstacles, big challenges, giving away tips, tactics, strategies, whatever you want to call it to help you grow your business. My mission is to put out the content that will help you take your idea and not just turn it into a product, but turn it into a product business, something that will make you money. It will give you community impact and you can build it as large as you can possibly stand. Unless you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue or millions of dollars in revenue, I've got nothing to sell you. I honestly enjoy putting my ideas and my thoughts, crystallizing them into this content sending it out into the world and hearing that feedback of, hey, it's helped me, it's helped this person, it's helped that person break through barriers that they're experiencing with their business, do something interesting. Here's a funny thing about success. One, two years goes by pretty quickly. The other thing is I thought this show would be much more successful, much more quickly. I put a lot of effort into it. I went out and I talked to other people that host very successful podcasts. I jumped into a mentorship group. I have a coach. I put the pieces in place. And yeah, we're getting better, but it took two years to get to where we are right now. It took a year and a half before we had a 10,000 download month. In podcasts, that's kind of a hallmark milestone there. Not a lot of podcasts get 100 downloads a month or 1,000 alone 10,000. So it's a big deal to me. I appreciate everybody that listens. It's uh, a labor of love putting this out there. And in the two years since starting this podcast, the entire world has changed. You figure March 2020, something big happened. Everybody started staying in their houses. So all those speaking engagements that I had started doing, well, that ended. It's one of the reasons to put out the podcast is to keep that conversation going, get better at speaking, get better at communicating, building community, interacting with people. I can only really learn based on what people need to know. If that doesn't make sense, understand that otherwise I only know about my challenges from my perspective, my company, my experience. If I can go out and I can have conversations with many, many people, about their businesses, and I can help them find those answers. I can pull in experts. I can pull in other guests. I can have those constructive arguments. I can learn much, much more quickly. And that's the thing that I loved about in-person communities. It's the thing that I loved about having speaker panels or speaking at trade shows. And that really wasn't going to happen anymore. So the podcast came in and really going deep in creating content, hiring a videographer, hiring Bobby, getting him, editing the podcast, showing me how to do it, 
shooting little clips, all that stuff in an effort to continue that conversation when a lot of people just shut down and stopped having conversations. My work as a consultant had to go digital. So now we have clients that are all over the country, we have clients that are in Canada, and that's a different skill in and of itself. We can't sit across from each other at a table. I can't sketch something out really quickly. We have to do everything over Zoom. But what's the lesson here? What's the actual takeaway? Why am I even talking about this? It's not about self-aggrandizing. Hey, yeah, guys, I've got a podcast. I've stuck it out for two years. Hey, I have one of the biggest podcasts in the world on product. That's great. Fantastic. Good for you, Callie. What can I get out of this? Well, look, here's the piece. You need to find a way to constantly communicate with your customer. That means you got to figure out who your customer is, of course, but figure out a way for you to have your home base, have a place where your content lives forever, and you can continue that conversation, whether it's a one-sided conversation like we're having right now where I'm speaking to you, or it's a proxy conversation where you come on this show, should hit me up. Let's talk about your business on the show. Let's do an interview. That's an aside, but it's having a conversation. You need to have a way, a mechanism to create content if that's a part of your strategy, but please to continue the communication, the conversation with your customers. If you used to do in-person events and that was your go-to real marketing channel, you loved it and you were amazing at it and you stood in person and you could sell anything. You were the ice to an Eskimo kind of person. Well, you need to find a way to be able to do that no matter what. You can't let X stop you or Y stop you. You don't have control over those elements. You need to continue communication. So how are you communicating with customers? How are you bringing them into your world? How are you having a conversation, figuring out what the real problems are so you can do this next thing? This is the other takeaway from here is adaptation. Great entrepreneurs have excuses too. There are excuses why their current thing might not work, but instead of allowing excuses to destroy their business, they use excuses as part of the risks and inputs to adapting. They use that as actual data points and say, well, that doesn't work anymore because of this thing. There's a set of people, let's call them losers, who throw their hands up and say, well, that's all I can do about that. Facebook ads don't work anymore because of the rising costs or because of OOS 14.5, I think it is, or I don't have email open rates anymore, or my emails are going to spam, so I guess I just have to close my business. Real entrepreneurs like yourself take those excuses and use those as input data to adapt, to come out with a new strategy that's going to actually work. If I can't go around the country and speak anymore, I'm going to go around the world and speak through this podcast. If I can't visit people's local facilities anymore, I'm going to figure out how I can make a coaching program or a group coaching program or a private community or something where I can still help people in a similar way. I tried this a couple of ways. We released the Innovate program. I taught startups how to raise capital, had some people get significant funding through that. We released a program called Misfit Brand Academy. That was fun. Had people go through that group coaching program. Like I previously mentioned, started remote coaching, which is a little different than consulting for large brands here locally. But you have to find a way to take that information from your communication and feed it 
into adaptation. You can't excuse your way to success. I really think that those thought leaders or influencers that say things like no excuses or no excuses necessary or grind your way to success or overcome everything, that's just bully talk. It's silly. It's a silly thing to say because excuses show the obstacles. If we use those as inputs, instead of holding us back, those show the strategic way to move forward. Those are the problems that other people have. That's how we can differentiate ourselves. That's how we can create new ways to be the best in our industry. Pay attention to excuses. They're important. It's just we don't want them to hold us back. So that's another takeaway. When you make these new plans, they won't work. I'm going to tell you right now, this is end hype. If you were to try a new strategy that you've never done before and you received no help, no guidance, no coaching, no mentorship, and it just magically worked, that would be an extreme outlier. I'd love to hear that story. That's not the story of my life. The story of my life is I test things. I try them. They're a little broken, but I can see them starting to work. I can see that I need to put more effort into it. I test and try a lot of things so I can learn. I pass that information on to clients. I pass that information on to you in the podcast, but not everything that I do works. Not everything that I do works well enough to want to pursue it. Just in that communication piece, we could talk about Clubhouse, talk about all the different information that I've put out on different platforms. We talked about sales on there. We talked about e-com on there. We talked about side hustles. I even built a whole side hustle community. Did that work? Kind of. But did it work well enough where I should be investing time into that versus investing time into Red Blue Collective or investing time into K-Form? This is my argument with people who make 100K or 200K and they want to get distracted by learning crypto or learning real estate. You still have so much farther to go with your main piece, so much more to learn about business operations, so much more to learn about managing, about being a leader, about marketing, about product development. Focus on those things. When you find something that works, push farther down that road. As you communicate and you adapt and you strategize, you will try things, but figure out how you can try them at lower risks and find something that works and just double down, double down. And this will help you defeat that shiny ball syndrome because you want to keep contributing towards your business that works, your customers that buy, the message that's important to you, to your mission, to your customer's mission, to their life. Dig deeper. All the value in life is in depth, not breadth. You kind of get breadth with depth anyways. If you've ever gone deep into a skill set, you realize that you have to learn the adjacent skill sets as well. When I did web development, I ended up having to learn design, which meant I had to learn typography, which means that I ended up learning a little bit about graphic design and photography and lots of other elements. Because I went so deep into one skill set, I ended up learning adjacent skill sets. My point is this. Adaptation looks like testing something Don't feel bad when something you try isn't perfect or a home run immediately. It's not going to be. This podcast wasn't. In life, events outside of your control are going to push change on you. You will not have the perfect strategy, and you will not be able to wait for the perfect strategy to just magic its way into your brain. 
but you will need to have a mindset, a personal culture, or hopefully a team culture of adaptation, of testing, of trying. You'll need to know how to implement quickly, how to lead people, lead a market, communicate to customers to overcome, to get better. Just with something as silly as this podcast, learning how to edit it faster, learning how to bring somebody on the team to edit it, learning how to get somebody to do the show notes, learning how to speak into a microphone so it sounds like what I would be if you were talking to me on Zoom or in person to bring that passion and interest and focus just through my voice is very difficult. But I could see it working a little bit. I could see that putting out the YouTube content was helpful but it required too much effort for the value that it was driving at the time. I've tested and tried lots of different social media strategies, Facebook groups, Instagram, Instagram promotions, different collaborations. I mentioned Clubhouse, goofy little platform. We've tested and tried all of these things and been agnostic to the tool, but focused on the mission. Just like I mentioned when I started this episode is to give you the tools to launch your business to grow your business. My personal mission is to give away the information that will allow you to create a seven-figure business. And that's not a small thing. That is a massive challenge, but that's the challenge that I hold in my head. And that's my North Star. And you have to have a North Star as well in your business. What are you actually trying to do? What's the problem you're trying to solve for your customer? What is the outcome that you're actually providing? Once you become become problem-centric, You can start building solutions off of that. And then if I do Innovate or MBA or a new program, it doesn't really matter because I'm focusing towards a single central point. I grow product businesses. Very simple. The method that I use can change and evolve. My mission doesn't. The platforms that I use or the strategies, I can test and try things and I'm not emotionally tied to them. It's not going to be the end of the world if I never open Clubhouse ever again. It's not going to be the end of my business if I never make another podcast episode ever again, because my mission can be the same. I will choose my methodology based on what works. Thankfully, the podcast is working. I will continue to do it. We will put even more effort into it and see where it takes Red Blue Collective, where it takes me, where it takes you. And I'm excited for that. But if it didn't work, I would discard it because I'm going to be solution agnostic. I don't care how I get there. I care about you. I care about the mission. I don't care about the vehicle so much. Those will come and go. But those are three takeaways that I have from doing this for two years. We've weathered the storm. The world is changing again. Here I am. I'm communicating with you. I'm ready to adapt again. I'm ready to change and progress again. And let's see where that goes. Let's see how that evolves, what works, what doesn't work. And I'm excited to share that with you. I appreciate you for listening. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype.